Wow. The present joy, verses 6 through 9. Let's read that. You should be exceedingly glad on this account, though now for a little while you may be distressed. by trials and suffer temptations wow so that your faith may be tested which is infinitely more precious than the perishable gold which is tested and purified by fire this proving of your faith is intended to redound to you redound to your praise and glory and honor when Jesus Christ the Messiah the anointed one is revealed without having seen him Without having seen him, like you love him, though you do not even know, though you do not even now see him, you believe in him and exult and thrill with unexpressible and glorious triumph and heavenly joy. At the same time, you receive the result, outcome, consummation of your faith and salvation for your souls. Wow, man. This God's word is freaking awesome. The present joy. A living hope results in the present joy. Living hope. A living hope results in a present joy. It is in this likely refers to the truths mentioned in verses 3 through 5. Yep, I was just about to go back to that to figure out what the hope was. It's a new birth. God's salvation. Source of hope. Living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The living hope is based on the living resurrected Christ. Christians' assurance in Christ is as certain and sure as the fact that Christ is alive. Peter used the word living. Living means that the believer's hope is sure, certain, and real, as opposed to the deceptive, empty, false hope that the world offers. A sure hope is a future inheritance. A sure hope is a future inheritance. Oh, man, it's so awesome. A living hope results in the present joy in this like. In this likely refers to the truth mentioned in verses 3 to 5. Peter encouraged his readers to put their knowledge into practice. Put their knowledge into practice. Their response to the tremendous theological truths taught so far should be that they would greatly rejoice. Knowledge alone cannot produce the great joy of experiential security and freedom from fear in the face of persecution. Wow! Knowledge alone cannot produce the great joy of experiential security and freedom from fear in the face of persecution. Dude, we gotta go through this. We gotta go through persecution so that we can exercise the knowledge that we have that we can experience security and freedom from fear within that face within the face in the face of persecution god's omnipotent there's that word i've seen that before omnipotent means 
having unlimited power able to do anything <laughs> unlimited power and able to do anything God's omnipotent sovereignty needs to be coupled with human responsibility it needs to be God's omnipotent sovereignty needs to be coupled with human responsibility Christians are responsible to respond in faith mm. Faith turns sound doctrine into sound practice. Faith acts on the content of theology and produces conduct that corresponds to that content. <sighs> man, this thing is too much for me, man. Fact, faith acts on the content of theology. And produces conduct that corresponds to that content. Faith makes theological security experiential. You have to experience it. Because the faith makes that theology. Makes theological security experiential. The Apostle John wrote. This is the victory that has overcome the world. Even our faith. Hmm. First John chapter five verse four. This kind of faith or living or living hope can enable believers to rejoice even when they are called on to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. Wow. Peter stressed stressed that a Christian's joy is independent of his circumstances. Independent of his circumstances. James used the same two Greek words translated here all kinds of trials which is this word here and this word here the trial uh, the trials themselves are seen as occasions for joy wow james chapter 1 verse 2 though trials may cause temporary grief they cannot diminish that deep abiding joy which is rooted in one's living hope in christ jesus Wow, these the, the people in this letter must have been going through trials. I want to see what the the purpose of this. So I'm going back in this right here, the same commentary. So this epistle could be understood as a handbook written for ambassadors to a hostile and foreign land. So that these these people were scattered in the different provinces of Ro Roman provinces, which were a hostile foreign land. The author, knowing persecution would arise carefully prescribed conduct designed to bring honor to the one they represented wow the purpose then of first peter was to encourage christians to face persecution so that the true grace of jesus christ would be evidence in them this epistle gives a theology of practical exhortation exhortation and comfort for believers daily needs exhortation an address or communication emphatically urging someone to do something. Peter concretely linked doctrine with practice. Doctrine with practice. So the, 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 the knowledge and practice. The new birth gives a living hope to those in the midst of persecution. New conduct is prescribed because Christ endured unjust suffering. New behavior is required to demonstrate the grace of God to an unbelieving and hostile world. 
Wow. And new responsibilities are placed on the leaders and members of the body of Christ since they should stand together as living stones against the onrushing tide of persecution. Those who read First Peter are encouraged to lift their eyes from present problems and trials and behold the vistas provided by an eternal persecution. I'm sorry, eternal perspective. For though believers may for a while suffer griefs and trials, they wait for an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. Wow. So back over here on uh, verse seven, I was the way I was I was reading that because he, he was talking about suffering. I was like, why is he saying this? And I, it says that they were scattered in the, in hostile Roman province, and hostile Roman provinces, and they they were it was they were gonna face persecution. So I think he it was a letter is part of the encouragement. Verse 7, these various trials, which seem to refer to persecution rather than life's normal problems, have two results. A, they refine and purify one's faith, much as gold is refined by fire when its dross is removed. And B, trials prove the reality of one's faith, stress deepens and strengthens a Christian's faith and lets its reality be displayed. These various trials, which seem to refer to persecution rather than life's normal problems, have two results. They refine and purify one's faith. Wow. So the various trials and persecution have two results. They refine and purify. Wow. So it's like you have to, we have to go through trials and persecution so that our faith will be refined and purified. As much as gold is refined in the fire when its dross is removed like... Don't try to, wow. Trials prove the reality of one's faith. Stress deepens and strengthens a Christian's faith and lets its reality be displayed. The, war, the word dokimazomeno, rendered proved genuine, means to test for the purpose of approving. To test for the purpose of approving. The trial of your faith used in James chapter 1 verse 3 and test in James chapter 1 verse 12. In addition to comparing faith to gold, Peter contrasted purified faith with purified gold. Faith is more precious, of greater worth than gold. Even refined gold, though it lasts a long time, eventually perishes. It will be valueless in the marketplace of eternity. But faith purchases an inheritance, wow, that can never perish. I read this the other day and I thought this was... Gold, which perish, eventually perishes, it will be valueless in the marketplace of eternity. Valueless in the marketplace of eternity. But faith... Purchases an inheritance that can never perish. Wow. Genuine faith is not only of ultimate value to its possessor, but it will also bring praise, glory, and honor to the one whose name Christians bear. 
when he will return, when he is revealed, to claim them as his own. <sighs> the praise, glory, and honor to the one whose name Christians bear. Genuine faith is not only an ultimate value of its possessor, but it is also it also brings praise, glory, and honor to the one whose name Christians bear when he will return to claim them as his own. Wow. Israel translates from uh, Apocalypse, which comes from Apocalypse. Uh, see verse uh, chapter 1 verse 5 and verse 12 in the comments on verse 13 wow in verse 8 so let's remind what verse 8 is verse 8 says without having seen him you love him though you do not now see him you believe in him and exult and thrill with inexpressible and glorious triumphant heavenly joy here in the climax of the experiential joy that results from faith God accomplished salvation through the work of his son Jesus Christ so the focus of a believer's faith is not on abstract knowledge, but on a person's cri person of Christ. The apostle's warm heart overflowed as he spoke of the love and belief in Christ of those who, unlike himself, did not see Jesus when he walked on earth. Wow. Peter may have had in mind Jesus' words, Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. Yet, though Christians do not now see him, like Peter, they love and believe in him and are also filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. The verb agaliste are filled with joy was used in Peter by Peter in First Peter chapter one verse six, you greatly rejoice, and is used in chapter four verse thirteen. Wow, verse 9, at the same time you receive the result, outcome, consummation of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Believers can rejoice because they are receiving what was promised, namely salvation, the goal or culmination of faith. Wow. For those who love and believe in Jesus Christ, salvation is past. Salvation is past. He has given us new birth. Present is through faith are shielded by God's word. And future is their inheritance. Wow. Past, present, and future. Verse 4, which will be revealed in the last time. Verse 5, and is the goal of your faith. Since each day brings believers closer to that final day, they are now receiving it. All of this in spite of persecution which deepens and demonstrates one's faith is certainly cause for inexpressible and glorious joy. <sighs> wow, believers can rejoice because they are receiving what was promised, namely salvation. The goal or culmination of faith. Wow. Jesus was promised. That salvation was promised in Jesus in the Old Testament. For those who love and believe in Jesus Christ, salvation is past. He has given us new birth, present, 
through faith are shielded by God's power and future is their inheritance. Since each day brings believers closer to the final day, they are now receiving it. all of this in spite of persecution, which deepens and demonstrates one's faith is certainly cause for inexpressible and glorious joy. Mm-hmm.